Hello once again, everybody, and thank you for joining me here on this Friday, November 27th edition of ATS Radio. I'm your host, Adam Burke. Obviously, things sound a little bit different here today, recording on Skype, using my phone, uh, some audio issues here for today's broadcast. So bear with me, but I wanted to make sure I got something out here for this Friday edition of ATS Radio, because I told you we'd be on Monday through Friday this week, and I try not to go back on my promises here on the show. Over at ATS.io, lots of great content for this weekend. We're covering college basketball, covering college football, and the NFL. Of course, you can download the ATS app in the Google Play Store or in the Apple Store. You can find links to those over at ATS.io. It's a bet tracker. It's got stats, trends, information, article integration from the website, an odd screen with multiple U.S. sports books in it. A great resource for you to have at your fingertips. So make sure that you download that ATS app. And start using that here today. And uh, again, you know, lots of stuff going on over at the website for you to check out as we head on into what is a very, very busy weekend around the sports world. All right, so Fridays here are for my Circus Sports Million segment, 30, 24, and 1 for the ATS.io2 entry here uh, for this season. Again, please bear with me with the audio. In fact, I don't even have the capability to edit today's audio. So a one-shot deal here, and hopefully uh, everything works out for us. But coming off of a three-and-two week last week, got a couple of winners in the primetime games, the Raiders covering against the Chiefs, the Rams covering as an outright upset winner over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So the two swing games for me gave me a three-and-two week last week. And when you consider how the field did as a whole, uh, three-and-two, a very good number from last week, and hopefully – can follow that up with some positive fortunes here this week. The ATS.io-1 entry, 29 and 26 on the season. So site bragging rights by a point and a half for me, although our drink bets, our side bets with games where we have a difference of opinion, those are now three and three after three differences of opinion last week. And the dash one entry goes two and one on those. We'll see if we have any here for this week, because again, as I always mention on this show, our picks aren't due to the proxy until about 4 p.m. Eastern time on Saturday. So plenty of time for us to decide what our plays are going to be. Of course, this week you've got COVID considerations once again. Who knows if Pittsburgh and Baltimore will even be played. And if that game goes off, Pittsburgh will easily be the highest consensus play of the season because of the line value with Lamar Jackson testing positive for COVID. So there's still a lot of moving parts here recording this about 29 or so hours in advance of the deadline. So just want to throw that out there to you as always that while I talk about a lot of games here on the show that I do like, there is a chance that I do have to change course here before we submit our picks heading into week 12 here. Of course, week 12 starting on Thursday with the Thanksgiving holiday. This is the end of the third quarter. So $187,000 on the line for first place here in the circus sports million. 75,000 for second, 25,000 for third. In the second quarter, we actually had a four-way chop of the three prize amounts. It was 71,750 for each one of those entrants. We'll see what happens here this week. Question everything and corn fins tied atop at 13 and two, then a 10-way tie for third at 12 and three. So a lot of moving parts here with regard to the quarter prizes in the Circus Sports Million 2. The field now for the season, 49.23% after an awful week 11, 40.86% of 
cover rate last week in the contest. And again, as I mentioned, that is the worst week in contest history. So my three and two looks a lot better in a that than it would if the field had come in at 53, 54%, something like that. And in fact, here, the top five consensus last week, 0 and 5, now 3 and 12 over the last three weeks. So I mentioned this on last week's circus segment that you know things have regressed to the mean quite a bit here, uh, really across the board for the NFL season. The sports book's doing very, very well over the last four weeks after a lot of public betters did very well early on in the 2020 season here. But the top five consensus going 0-5 last week, 3-12 and over the last three weeks. You know, we kind of expected this. I didn't expect it to this degree necessarily. Now it's 27 and 28 on the season. So again, remember this was, you know, something where it was 24 and 16 just a few weeks ago and now 27 and 28. So things have changed a lot here for the top five consensus and a lot in the circus sports million overall. The consensus last week, five and nine, the most selected side in each game. Now below 500 on the season at 79, 80, and four. So again, as I said, over the last four weeks here, a real reversal of fortunes for a lot of contestants in the Circus Sports Million field and a lot of personal bettors as well that have run into some hardships here uh, over the last 28 days or so. The thing of it is, in the Super Contest, which we're still covering over at ATS.io with a weekly preview article and a Tuesday recap, things were even worse over in the Super Contest. 35.18% in Week 11. I don't know if that's the worst record ever for a contest, but I have to think it's very close if it's not the absolute worst week. 49.34% now for the season. The third quarter also ending over there. And there are three entries tied at 12, 2, and 1. 100K for first, 25K for second, 10K for third over in the Super Contest. So some big prize amounts getting handed out here this week. Then, of course, we'll get to quarter four and the stretch run uh, with the final 25 picks for these NFL handicapping contests. So as I said, you know, things happen a little bit different here this week, of course, with the holiday and, you know, recording here on my phone, things of that sort. So. You know, it's been a tough week in general in terms of handicapping the NFL card. Uh, just a lot going on with the holiday, injuries, COVID. you got some teams off of a bye. That's been kind of an interesting angle here so far this season. Teams off the bye are 12-14 and 14 against the spread. Underdogs actually 7-3. and three. So favorites are 5-11, and six, five and 11, excuse me, against the spread off the bye. So small sample sizes in play here. That's something you always have to factor into the equation. But so far, I think to a degree, the bye week has been a detriment for a lot of teams. Although there are some teams I am looking at this week that are coming off of the bye. As we transition into my very likely picks and my leans here for week 12, once again, the disclaimer, our picks aren't due to our proxy until 4 o'clock Eastern time on Saturday. So these things may change. Uh, like last week, for example, I didn't even talk about the Raiders on the show decided to put them in my five play card for the circa in part because I knew Kansas city would be such a popular play gives me a chance to have a two game swing, kind of pick one up on the field there. And fortunately that worked out for me. So made a late call to add the Raiders wasn't a side. I really talked about here on the show so that can and will happen. It is pretty rare, but you know, again, with a lot of time uh, between when I'm recording and when the picks are actually due to the proxy, 
a lot of things can change. And especially here in a COVID year where we have to adjust and adapt very, very quickly. So with that, we start with the very likely picks here for week 12 in the Circus Sports Million. And we start well down the board here with number 26, the San Francisco 49ers. They are plus seven against the Los Angeles Rams. And, you know, again, with this week, kind of having some limited time to break down the card and, and stuff like that sort of going a little bit more by feel than I usually do. So, you know, fingers crossed that that works out in my favor. But, you know, in this game here, the 49ers just feel like the right side. Seven in a game with a total of 45, 49ers off of the bye, which again, as I mentioned, has been kind of a detriment overall for teams. Dogs have done well. And also, too, I think the 49ers just have such a strong coaching staff that I think a bye week is probably a good thing for them especially with all the injuries and all the COVID situations that they've had to deal with. But also, too, here, I think situationally, this is a really bad spot for the Rams. They're off of close wins against Seattle and Tampa Bay. Short week coming back off of Monday Night Football. And, of course, you know, as we know, that long flight back from Tampa to L.A., that's something that basically takes Tuesday out of the equation from a practice standpoint, maybe did some virtual things, stuff like that really only two good days of practice at most here for a Rams team that was going East for what? I think the fifth time when they went and played Tampa Bay last week. And we've seen the Rams come back to California and struggle twice this season coming off of East coast games. Uh, They played Walt didn't play very well against the, uh, the giants after the Washington game. And then they came back and played the 49ers. That one was on the road. uh, And that was one where they didn't play particularly well in that game either. So I think this has been kind of a spot where we've sort of seen the Rams here struggle coming back off of that long travel. And again, just a grueling travel schedule overall for them here this season. So, you know, a situation here, actually the Washington game was uh, right before the San Francisco game. My apologies for that. The Buffalo game was the one in advance of the giants, but the fact remains that the Rams have had, some challenges going east to west here, having to go back home, you know, the time change, the travel, all those types of things. And for the 49ers, they were off last week. You know, and, and the reason why I mentioned why that I think the buy has been a detriment is because you can't go out and do things. You're trying not to get COVID, all of that. But still, the 49ers are a very well-coached team that actually needed the buy with all of their injuries. Rams coming back now off of that primetime win where they were clearly the better team in that game. And maybe there's a little bit of price inflation in this number, especially when you consider that the first game between these two teams, it was, you know, Rams minus one minus two in that range. So I don't really think too much has happened here to increase this line to the degree that it has. So I think there's some line value here. And again, seven points with a total of 45 lower scoring expectation points at a premium. Give me the 49ers here. Number 26, in the circuit rotation order, plus seven against the Los Angeles Rams. Next up on the board here, number 27 in the, in the circuit million rotation order, the Kansas City Chiefs are a three and a half point favorite against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, as I talked about, I faded the Buccaneers last week, took the Rams in that Monday night football game. Rams do get to the window. And in fact, that game really shouldn't have even been as close as it was. They were very, very clearly the better team in that matchup. And this is something that we've kind of seen develop with the Buccaneers here this season is that I think they're a bully. I think they beat up on inferior teams. 
But when they play teams on their level or superior competition, they struggle. Two losses to the Saints, now this loss to the Rams here. They'll beat up on teams like the Panthers, uh, you know, maybe beat up on the Falcons when they play them again, something like that. But I think when they step up in class, they struggle. And the reason why they struggle is Tom Brady. Tom Brady is the weak link of this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. You know who's not a weak link? Patrick Mahomes of the Kansas City Chiefs. So to me, when I look at this game, I see a lot of the same hallmarks of what we saw in last week's game. Now, obviously, the Chiefs are a three-and-a-half-point favorite, and the Rams were a four-point dog. But the Chiefs are the best team in the NFL, in my estimation. And this is a team that I think can turn it up defensively when they want to, and obviously can have a very efficient, very potent offense. So with the Chiefs here, I just think this is a good matchup for them. The things that they do well are things that maybe the Buccaneers will have issues with. And again, if you try to get into an arms race with Patrick Mahomes, you are probably going to lose. And Tom Brady right now is just not playing well at all. I think you can question the Buccaneers' defensive numbers a little bit, where they are top five in you know pass and run defense DVOA, at least they were going into last week's game. You know, Goff threw it all over the yard against them. Why won't Mahomes have similar success? I think that's exactly what this is. I think the Buccaneers are a very good team with a below-average quarterback. The Chiefs are an excellent team with maybe the best quarterback in the NFL. So I'm not going to overthink this one. You know, I think Kansas City did struggle a little bit off the bye last week. They had some difficulties getting going in that game against the Raiders, who came with a max effort. I think the Chiefs are right back on track here this week. I think that this is kind of the point in the season where Andy Reid kind of turns things up a little bit. Chiefs minus three and a half. I know it's a little bit square, probably. Hoping it's not a consensus play, but Kansas City definitely on my list here for this week. So the two very likely picks for me, 49ers plus seven, Chiefs minus three and a half. So we transition over to the lean side of things. And, you know, as I said, kind of going on feel a little bit more here this week, sort of intuition, sort of how I've seen some of these spots play out over the last decade or so of wagering on the NFL. And that's what brings me to my first lean here. And that's number eight, the Atlanta Falcons, who are a three-point underdog against the Las Vegas Raiders. To me, it just feels like Atlanta is the right side here. Vegas off of an emotional game against Kansas City, long travel out to Atlanta, the early kickoff, and the Falcons should move the ball on the Raiders. The Falcons have gotten a very good offensive season from Matt Ryan. It's kind of been obscured with the coaching change and how poor the Falcons defense has played at times and stuff like that. But Atlanta has been a really solid offensive team here over the course of the season. And I do think that continues against a very suspect Raiders defense. Another thing here is that the Falcons had a really bad effort off the bye last week. And like I said, I do think in certain situations, the bye week has been a detriment for some of these teams. And I think it was for the Falcons last week who had been playing pretty well up until that game against the Saints coming off the bye. I think here, they're more focused. They're more engaged. Raheem Morris is a guy that has pushed the right buttons here with this team since Dan Quinn was let go. And I think this is one of those spots here where the Falcons should have the right buttons pushed, should play a competitive game. And furthermore, too, you know, the Falcons have not been a good second-half team, but they've been a good first-half team. In fact, they're outscoring the opposition about 14 to 11 in the first half 
So the Raiders with that early kickoff, do they get behind? If they get behind, does the defense get enough stops for them to catch up? I think the Falcons are the right side here in this one. I do think the Raiders are a very good team. I think they're a solid ball club. I'd like to see them get into the playoffs, but I think this spot is just not particularly great for them. So Falcons plus three, number eight in the circuit million rotation order on my short list here of leans for this week. Next up here is number 11, the Giants minus six. And, and this is one where the line is just uncomfortable uh, to put it mildly. This is a spot where you've got a Giants team that, you know, look, I mean, they hold the head-to-head tiebreaker over the Washington football team who won, of course, on Thanksgiving in blowout fashion over the Cowboys. So the Giants have a lot to play for here the rest of the way. The Bengals do not. And the Bengals, you know, I talked about this on Tuesday's show with Brian Blessing. The, there was that big SI article about the Bengals and a pretty toxic environment right now with the coaching staff, with both Zach Taylor and also the defensive coordinator. And then you lose Joe Burrow last week and, and in the way that you lost Joe Burrow. And I think some teams would rally kind of the whole win one for the Gipper thing without Burrow. I don't think the Bengals do that. I think the Bengals will pack it in now for the rest of the season, kind of position themselves to get some offensive line help to keep Joe Burrow from getting killed throughout the rest of his Bengals tenure. I don't think they have a whole lot in the tank here for this game. I think that, you know, you, you have Ryan Finley there all year long and all of a sudden you decide that he's not good enough to be your starting quarterback when pressed into the job. What are we doing here? You know, how do you go and sign a guy off the street basically to come and be your quarterback and have him ready to go in this game against a giants team that plays extremely hard. They are not a great football team, but they are a great football team from an effort standpoint. I don't think we get that with the Bengals here in this one. I think they roll over and die the rest of the way. So number 11 in the circuit rotation order, the giants minus six on my short list here for this week. Next up is number 19, the Buffalo bills. And in fact, the bills would have been, in my very likely picks list without the John Brown injury. This is a Buffalo offense that when John Brown came back, really took a massive step forward. They had that second deep threat to pair with Stefan Diggs. We're able to use Beasley and the tight ends underneath John Brown out here with an ankle injury this week. That does concern me because again, the offense was very efficient when John Brown was out there and really the bills offense has been very good without you know bad weather games and they have had some of those here over the course of the season and weather could be a factor here in this game on Sunday it's expected to be sunny and in the upper 40s but wind gusts could play a big role here in Buffalo coming up on Sunday so that's something that I want to keep an eye on it is something that I do think will help the Bills though the Chargers really can't run the football the Bills have had issues running the football too but I think Brian Dayball is just so much of an upgrade over what the Chargers have to work with here, including, you know, former Bills offensive coordinator and interim head coach, Anthony Lynn. The Bills have a big coaching edge. They are off of the bye, which again has been a detriment to favorites this season. But I think the Bills are a well-coached team. They needed to get a little bit healthier on defense. They've been able to do that here with the downtime. I just think, again, you've got a big coaching advantage. You've got a Chargers defense that's subpar and giving up a lot of points. You've got an early kickoff here. And I think teams and the market really have adjusted to this new look offense with Justin Herbert. I think the bills will be well-prepared, especially for 
some of those early passing situations for the Chargers. I think this is a good spot for Buffalo. So Bills minus five and a half, probably the strongest of my leans. And as I said, if John Brown was in the lineup, would have made the list of my likely picks here for week 12. Lastly, number 30, the Chicago Bears are plus nine and a half in the Circa against the Green Bay Packers. And to me, this is just, you know, one of those things that kind of makes sense. You know, it's a big head with a low total, nine and a half total is going to be in the 45 range. Division game, Bears with a good defense. I know we've got some questions about who's going to play quarterback for the Bears here. Will it be Nick Foles? Will it be Mitch Trubisky? You know, obviously we're not entirely sure. But uh, I just think that this is probably worth the numbers grab on a card where I don't really like a whole lot of games. You know, getting nine and a half with a total of 45 tends to be, you know, a pretty popular angle in the NFL. I will say that it hasn't cashed at a super high rate over the last few seasons. So there is that. But, you know, again, I mean, the Packers have been pretty pedestrian here of late. They've had a lot of pedestrian efforts uh, over their last few games. So. I don't know if they're really in a good position to go out there and put margin on a team. Uh, but, you know, obviously the Bears certainly have their flaws and their concerns and things to be worried about with them. So, you know, again, it's it's not the strongest set of looks from me here for week 12 in the Circa, but the very likely picks 49ers plus seven, Chiefs minus three and a half, and then the leans, Falcons plus three, Giants minus six, Bills minus five and a half, and the Bears plus nine and a half. So uh, again, you know, obviously a unique week. The Thanksgiving week is always an interesting and, and somewhat challenging handicap. So, you know, definitely something you want to factor into the equation here. Uh, if you're in your own handicapping pool, or if you're making your bets here for week 12 in the NFL. So I would say right now, I probably won't be able to do a Monday show recapping what we saw over the college football weekend. Maybe I'll release two shows on Tuesday to kind of make up for it. Uh, but it seems like right now I'm going to be tied up on Monday. Won't be able to do that college football show. So I apologize for that. Uh, if I'm not on the air on Monday, I'll be back on Tuesday with Brian Blessing. If I am, probably be a little bit shorter of a show, just trying to get something out to you. Uh, but again, right now I look doubtful uh, for that Monday show. And again, I appreciate you bearing with me here. Um, you know, not able to edit the audio for today's show, but want to make sure I got something out for you. So uh, hopefully it all sounds good. If it doesn't, I apologize for that. But uh, at least you know that I tried. So uh, we'll see what happens here for week 12 in the Circa. But make sure you check out everything going on over at ATS.io. And uh, late Saturday night, we'll have our update for the Circa Sports Million with our picks for both of our entries, as well as the consensus and all that type of thing on uh, the same thing on Sunday morning, even though we're not in the super contest, still covering it over at ATS.io. That'll do it for me. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Have a happy, healthy, safe weekend. And I will talk to you again on either Monday or Tuesday.